Good evening. Appreciate everybody being here. They didn't uh, announce this morning I was going to be talking, and I know why now. Miss Trammell found out, and she threatened to leave. And I think she had a car she would have. And then I had a couple guys tell me that they're going to pay me more if I cut it short. So nothing times nothing is nothing. So, But I appreciate you being here. Uh, Chad has gone to Horizons with uh, a young, our young group, and uh, he asked James if he would preach, and James told me that I was going to preach, so here I am tonight. You know, we're supposed to respect our elders, and uh, I'm talking about age right there. But it's good to be here. Uh, appreciate all of you. Uh, just want you to know that... Uh, we love all of you. The elders here love you. We appreciate you. We appreciate everything you do. There's a lot of good things that go on here. A lot of you do a lot of work, a lot of time up here, a lot of prayers, a lot of encouragement, a lot of helping each other, and, and we love you, and we appreciate you, and we appreciate everything you do. You know, have you uh, ever been here on Sunday night and said, man, I wish he'd have preached that Sunday morning? Have you ever have you went home thinking that? Well, I hope tonight you go home thinking, I'm glad I was here, because that's what we needed. Uh, you're here tonight. Won't you look over here on the board at, at our numbers? We know how many we have tonight, Eddie. Have we, we counted you? Okay. But we always have less on Sunday night. Why is that? You know, I don't know. You don't know. But you're here. And you're here because you love the Lord. And I know that's why you're here. Because there's all kinds of places and other things that you could be doing. But you chose to be here tonight because you love the Lord. And Jesus said in Matthew 22:37, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And in John 14:15, he said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And we have the Bible as our guide, as our pattern to live our lives by. And he's told us what to do. And in those things that he's told us to do, in Hebrews chapter 10, he says, Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, we can't stir up love and exhort one another and encourage one another if we're not here with each other. So he's told us to be here, and he's told us to help each other. And I want to encourage you tonight. Like I said, we do a lot of things. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being here. Keep loving each other. Keep loving the Lord. Keep doing what you know what you're supposed to do to get to heaven. And that's what we're here for. You know, and sometimes you may think that you're doing it all by yourself. That you have to do it all. Nobody's helping you. You've got to do this and you've got to do that. And you can't get anybody to do anything with you. We've been studying a lot here about Moses. And think about Moses and what he went through. 
He led the Israelites out of Egypt. He led them out of bondage. He led them across the water. He freed them. And what did he get? Complaints and complaints and complaints. But he didn't stop. He kept doing what God told him to do. He kept praying to God. He kept talking to God. And he stayed on the track that he was supposed to be on. And he did what he was supposed to do. Galatians 6, 9 and 10 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good, all, do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So we're commanded to do what's good. We're commanded to take care of each other. We're commanded to teach and preach and love. You know, if we don't do it, who is going to do it? If the church doesn't do it, if the church doesn't spread the gospel, who's going to do it? You know, Chad talked about this morning, our country, our society has got so far away from God. And we keep getting further and further. Our country was founded on the belief that if we trust God and do what he says, he's going to take care of us. And he has. Because of the foundation laid by our forefathers, we're able to be here tonight without any fear of any kind. We're able to come and pray and sing and read from the Bible without having to worry about anything. And that's the way our country was founded. But we're getting so far away. We can't talk about God in schools anymore. You know, our government, the politicians don't want to talk about God because they want the votes. They want to ride the fence. You know, they want to make it good for everybody. Well, God has given us a pattern as to how we should live. And we have to do what God tells us to, not what man tells us to. The reason our country is getting so far away from God is because God is not being talked about in our homes. Those people are concerned about man. They're not concerned about God. What are we teaching our children in our homes? Deuteronomy 6, 7 says, You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. We're to talk about God all the time. We're to think about God. We're to act the way God wants us to all the time. And it doesn't matter how old you are as a parent. We are responsible for being the right example for our children and our grandchildren. And you better believe that they're watching us no matter what age we are. They're watching what we do, what we're saying, where we're going. I was studying last night upstairs and Nana was keeping a couple of the grandkids and I heard Jesus loves me coming from downstairs. I thought it was Corbin. And she come to the door, Danny, did you hear that? I said, yeah, I heard him. She said, no, that wasn't him. That was Lila. She wasn't saying the words, but she was, she was mumbling and she had the tune. And I wish Miss Melanie was here because I know she sings it every Sunday back there in, in preschool, in the, in the nursery back there. And I know Nana sings it with her. They know. They learn from us, no matter what age. And when they're older, they still learn. So be that encouragement. Know what your children are doing. Know what's on the TV. 
you know, there's not very much on TV to watch anymore. Know what they're watching. Know that your family understands that when you get up Sunday morning, you're coming to church. It's not a question. It's not a, uh, are we going today? It's not, do you want to go? There's no, there's nothing to talk about. We're getting up Sunday morning and we're going to church. Have them here. Have them here and have them in Bible school. We can't get to heaven one hour a week. Okay, we can't get to heaven two hours a week. We've got to live our lives the way God wants us to all the time. We've been studying on Sunday morning about being good stewards. I'm going to have to get my eyeballs out for this. But this guy, he has the average, it says the average lifespan of American is, is now 70 years. We talked about this this morning. It's amazing. If you live this long, how many of these years will you give to Christ? Here's the average citizen who goes to church only on Sunday morning and to Sunday school. And it's said to use his 70 years beginning at birth. Out of 70 years, if you go to, to Sunday school and Bible study on Sunday morning, out of those 70 years, if you sleep 7 hours a day, you sleep 20 years of your life. If you work 40 hours a week, you work 16.6 years of your life. Recreation, amusement, 2 hours daily, 5.8 years. Eating, if you eat an hour and a half a day, 4.4 years. Convalescence, three years. Reading, three years. Conversation, four years. Transportation, five years. Education, three years. Miscellaneous, 4.1 years. Worship, one year. Out of 70 years of your life, if you just go to Sunday school, Sunday morning, and then worship Sunday morning. Now think about that. What all God gives us in our lives. We have to take the time to get involved. And you guys do. You're here tonight because you want to be involved. Because you love God. Because you want to get to heaven. And you want to take your family with you. We do a lot here at Fountainhead. We have a lot going on. You know, just a few things. We have the Tuesday, Thursday school going on. Our gospel meeting's coming up. That we can be involved in. We go to the nursing homes, assisted living every Sunday. We have our grow groups. We had a great BBS that was very well attended. We averaged 130 people per night. That was awesome. You know, Matt's got the youth going. He's always texting them, calling them, checking on them, doing something with them. That's awesome. We got the Bible Bowl. We got plenty of things right here that we can be involved in. And we have things in our lives every day, at work, at school, wherever we're at. We can be that encouragement. We can be the person that leads somebody to heaven. You know, when we do those things, when we're at those things, and our children see us doing that, and those around us see us doing that, we're telling them that we do believe that what God says is true. You know, that we believe that that's how we should live our lives, not just when it's convenient for us, not just when it's not going to interfere with something else we're doing. You know, a lot of people say they believe in God. 
until it comes to something that does interfere with their lives. We have that the billboard in town. I'm sure most of you have seen it. Uh, it's a verse out of Leviticus. It says it's an abomination for a man to lie with a man as with a woman. There's been a lot of talk about that. You know, you're talking about my friends. You shouldn't be, you know, don't do that. No, it's not us. If we believe the Bible is God, we should stand up for what God says. We should do it the right way. But if you're a Christian and you believe what God says, then believe what God says. We're not going to judge people. It's not our job to judge people. God has given us how to live, and we've got to back it up in love and do it the right way. I was studying with someone one time, and, and they said, I just don't see how God is not going to let a good person in heaven. Well, in, in Acts chapter 10, is the story of Cornelius. Verse 1 through 6 is there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. Now that's a good man, isn't it? That sounds like a good man. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius, and when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have come up before a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon a tanner, whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. He was a good man, but God told him, I'm sending somebody to tell you what you must do. You know, Matthew 7, 21, 33 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to you, to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And we want to be the ones who he says, Lord, Lord, says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. That's the ones we want to be. We want to be the ones that does his will so we can get in. You know, it. it by being here, you're putting God first. And it doesn't really matter when we die what we have. You know, it might matter to our children, you know, as far as our material things. But it, in the end, it's really not going to matter. What's going to matter is how we lived our lives. Our houses, our cars, our land, our money, our jobs, it's gone. David said in 1 Chronicles 29, 10-15, through 15, it says, Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Lord, God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power of the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you. And you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. 
But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things come from you, and of your own we are giving you. David knows that what he had was God's already, and he's given back a portion unto him. It's already his. What we have is already his. Our money, our things, our abilities, God has given it to us. And we're just giving him back a portion of what he's allowed us to have. What's going to matter is do we teach our children? Do we teach our families? Do we teach our friends? Do we teach a stranger? Do we spread the gospel? Do we obey the gospel? And do we teach others? That's what's going to matter in the end. Let's don't let anybody or anything get in our way of going to heaven. When we allow things to get in our lives and keep us from being the kind of Christian that we should be, the devil's laughing. He said, I got you. You know, I, this small little thing is causing a conflict in his life. And he's tickled to death. It's a small thing that might keep us from getting to heaven. Don't allow it. Don't let anything or anybody stand in the way of you and your family going to heaven. We have uh, verses in the Bible that tells us how we should live our lives daily. Philippians 4, 4 through 8, says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Anything that's good is what we should be allowing in our minds, in our lives. That keeps the other things out. We have the ability, when something's bothering us, to pray to God and ask Him to help us. And if we pray the right way, He is going to help us. Colossians three twelve through 17 says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has to complain against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But of all things, of all these things, put on love which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body. And be thankful that the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We're to be an encouragement to each other. We're to help each other. James 4, 7 and 8 says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hearts, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And then in verse 17 it says, Therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. We're commanded to do good. And if we don't do it, it's sin. And what's Romans 6.23 say? The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life 
in Jesus Christ our Lord. He's given us a gift. When you get a gift, somebody gives it to you. Sometimes you have to do a little something to get that gift. You know, a lot of, all of, a lot of the stores want you to come in. They're going to give you something if you do something. Well, Jesus is going to give us eternal life if all we do is obey His Word and live the way He wants us to. And you, you're doing that. And keep doing that. Keep living the Christian life. Keep encouraging. Keep being an example to those around you every day. You know, the gift that Jesus has is, is the gospel. First Corinthians fifteen one through four is the gospel. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you receive, in which you stand, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain, for I delivered to you first of all that which I also received: that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. And he was buried, and then he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. And he was seen by Cephas, and then by the twelve. Jesus Christ is the only man that walked this earth and died and rose. And if we follow him, we can have eternal life with him. If you're here tonight and you haven't obeyed the gospel, it's... Simple steps. You hear the gospel. Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Mark sixteen, fifteen and sixteen. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Acts two thirty eight. You have to repent. Uh, Peter said, Repent and be baptized to every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and confess Jesus before men, just as the uh, unit did with the Philip. With Philip. And Acts uh, 8, 35 and 37 says, Now as they went down the road, they came to water. And the eunuch said, See, here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then we have to be baptized. And all these verses talks about baptism. Let's go back to Cornelius that we talked about, who was a good man. And God sent Peter to talk to him and teach him. Acts 10, 44-48. While Peter was speaking these words, Peter was speaking to Cornelius and his household. He was preaching. The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that they should, be, that they should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, and then they asked him to stay a few days. So Cornelius, the good man, was told that he had to be baptized to be saved. And then we had to remain faithful. Revelation 2.10 says, Remain faithful unto death and you will receive a crown of life. And that's what we're doing. If you're a Christian tonight, we're trying to remain faithful. We're trying to be an encouragement to each other, to help each other, to help every, each other get to heaven. If you haven't obeyed the gospel, 2 Corinthians 6.2 says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. 
If you need to obey the gospel or if you need help with prayers in any way, come as we stand and sing.